Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Koinonia Church Message Library. Our hope is that today's message encourages you, challenges you, and brings you closer to Jesus. We are confident that God's Word is living and active and is relevant for us today. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning. Good morning, Koinonia. Welcome this morning. It is exciting. Today is an exciting day, is it not? Because we are anticipating some more exciting news unfolding this week with the province. Pastor Dave was just talking about that. Uh, excited to have a little bit more of what we're anticipating of connecting together, being in one space and place, celebrating. It is good news for our province and our region. And so I want us to continue to thank God for it and continue to pray for health and safety, for strength for all so that we can get back to what God's called us to of being his people. So I welcome you if you're here in the room and online. And I understand that now when Pastor Brian comes up to speak, there's some kids in the room, and this is snack time for kids. Is that, is that right? For, and maybe kids at home too, if you're at home, it's snack time. So get the snacks out and enjoy them right now. Um, adults and, and students, let's snack on the word. Can you do that with me? All right, this is the bread of life. God has given it to us. So let's get into Ephesians 5 as we heard. That's where we're going to go today. But it, just before I step into Ephesians 5 fully, I want to ask this question of you. Did you get off the ground this week? Did you get off the ground this week? My illustration from last week had to do with hot air balloons. Do you remember that? And so I'm wondering if spiritually you got off the ground this week. Because I talked about how we as children of light are, are empowered by God and we're lifted to new places and spaces where God takes us to see new things that we couldn't see on our own. You, we can only do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I was introducing to us last week. And we're going to continue a little bit with that illustration. So keep the hot air balloon in mind this morning as we go forward. Because today, what I want you to know, I want you to hear that it is very easy for us to naturally slip back into patterns and practices that are unwise, that are harmful, that actually are evil. It is very easy for us to naturally slip back into those patterns. If we don't know the Spirit of God, if we don't live each day following His voice, it's easy for us to naturally slip back into some unhealthy patterns in life. If we only see life as an opportunity for what can we get out of it for us, then we're going to naturally slip back into things that are not good for us. Or if we, it looks impossible to live out the plans of God that he has in mind, we're going to default to our own plans and patterns. It's what we're just going to naturally slip into if we're not listening for the Spirit of God to be leading us. So here's where I want to take us today, all right? Here's the purpose of this message out of Ephesians 5. God has called us into his light, and we can choose to live being filled with his Spirit and empowered by his Spirit for every day and every situation. That may seem very familiar words to you, but it is challenging to walk out. Would you agree? It could be challenging to live by the Spirit rather than to live by our own thoughts and patterns. But this is why I want us to take some time and just park in Ephesians 5 a little bit longer today. 
and we're going to finish up the verses right through to verse 21. Last Sunday, we covered verses 1 to 14 in our study series on Reshaped. And if you missed last week's message, it was incredible, don't you agree? Well, was it incredible? Yeah, I'm calling on you for my own. No, I'm not looking for attention. But I'm encouraging you to go back and listen to last Sunday's message if you didn't hear it. Because it sets you up for a hearing that you, God calls you children of light. And he wants to fill you with his spirit every day to empower you to live. And I encourage you not only to go back as far as last Sunday, but I encourage you to go back in the book of Ephesians. Go back to the chapters 1, 2, and 3, because we've talked about how those chapters are about God's plans, his purposes, and what he says about you. And then when we come into chapters 4, 5, and 6, they're actually the practical application of how we apply God's truths from chapters 1, 2, and 3. So don't leave the, the earlier messages behind. Keep bringing the early chapters with you as we continue studying. And in fact, what I'm going to do this morning is this morning I'm going to review a little bit of what verses 1 to 14 were about. And then what I want to do is reveal what verses 15 to 21 are about. And then I want to bring you some relevance of how do we apply this in our lives, okay? So we're going to review, then I'm going to reveal some depth, and then we're going to look at the relevance. So the first 14 verses in chapter 5, we read in verse 8, it talks about a contrast between darkness and light. And verse 8 says, you were once darkness. Remember from last week? You weren't in darkness. It's not like the electricity went off, the power went off, but you were darkness. That's how you lived, you thought, that was your, your mode of being. But verse 8 carries on and says, But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. And so those 14 verses reveal the contrast between being in darkness and being in light. And Paul points out what some of the patterns and behaviors are, are also associated with being in the kingdom of darkness, the life of darkness. He talked about sexual immorality, impurity. He talked about greed. He also talked about obscenities that we might express, foolish talk, coarse joking. Paul said, have nothing to do with this stuff because it's part of the kingdom of darkness. But he calls us into the kingdom of light. And he says the fruit of the light is goodness, righteousness, truth. That's all found in chapter 5. If you back up to chapter 4, he talked about kindness, compassion, forgiveness. All fruits of the light or fruit of the kingdom of God. If you remember back to our study in chapter 4, Paul also said, you no longer live indulging in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. He said, that's the old way. That's darkness. Don't go there any longer. But he calls us into a light. But recognize what we studied last Sunday in chapter 5. He said these words. He said, there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality, impurity, greed. Not even a hint. So Paul's pointing out the fact that there could be the possibility of even a hint sneaking in. 
then what he's pointing out for us is that we need to be aware to step away from that and say, I want nothing to do with that. In in chapter 5 still, verse 11, he says, Have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Life cannot grow in the darkness. That's a fact, right? Life can't grow in the darkness. So come out of the darkness, into the light, in every activity that you engage in. When you're darkened in your understanding, chapter 4 said, then we will be separated from life with God. That's chapter 4, verse 18. So have nothing to do with darkness. Instead, the contrast is walk in the kingdom of light. When we walk in the kingdom of light, then we experience what also Paul outlines for us. He outlines that then we are known as dearly loved children of God. God calls us his favorite, (laughs) He says, you are my favorite. I love you deeply. When we walk in the kingdom of light, we experience a life of love. Chapter 5, verse 1, he said, live a life of love. That's something you can choose to do. Live that life of love. And also, if we live in the kingdom of light, we get ready to receive an inheritance of the kingdom of Christ. Do you, want to, do you want to get an inheritance from your spiritual heavenly father, from Christ your savior? You are lined up to do that as you walk in the kingdom of light. And Paul not only says that here in chapter 5, he pointed out that God made this very clear in chapter 1, also mentioning about us receiving an inheritance. Are you starting to feel out the contrasts between the two? In the kingdom of darkness, greed is so easy to to be sucked in by and pursue. In the kingdom of light, Paul's going to talk to us today about thankfulness and giving thanks in all situations, contrasting continuously, talking about us not being impure, but being God's holy people, chapter 5, verse 3. So there's, there's these constant contrasts that Paul is bringing before us. And he's saying so that in the light, the fact is that it's very, if, if we stay in the light, We're going to follow after God's supernatural presence. But if we don't, it's very easy for us naturally to slip back into some patterns of the past. So let me reveal some of the truth of verses 15 through 21. I'm going to read them out to you, and then we're going to press into them a little bit further before we apply their relevance. Verse 15. Be very careful, then, how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another. This is the verse that Jeff was talking about in worship. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music to one another um, in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. All right. Let me reveal what some of these verses are talking about. 
You're going to see in these verses that Paul encourages us to be wise, to be filled, and then to be real. That's what he's encouraging us as, as he brings this truth before us. Being wise is right there at the beginning of verse 15. Be very careful then how you live. Do not be unwise, but be wise. The other translations that you might compare of the original Greek text in verse 15 say this. It says, therefore, in other words, in light of everything I've just said to you previously, now I want you to pay attention to this next piece. Or, as we have here in the NIV, is be very careful. Another says, watch your step. Pay careful attention to what I'm about to tell you to do. And what did he say? Be, pay careful attention to do? Is to be wise, not be unwise. Don't take your steps in life flippantly. Don't just kind of go through life like it really doesn't matter where you watch or what you do. He's calling us to concentrate and to focus on where those steps are. Walk them out intentionally with the wisdom that God offers. We heard in chapter 1 that God's wisdom is available to us. Verse 8. Paul repeated it again in chapter 3, verse 10. The wisdom of God. He's speaking it again to us to be wise in chapter 5. If that isn't enough reminders for you, go all the way back earlier this year to our study of the book of James. And James said, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask. James chapter 1, verse 5. There's lots of continual references in Scripture affirming how we are to walk out and live life. So don't take your steps flippantly. Literally, what the translation is getting at is see to it that you accurately and carefully give your utmost attention to living an unreproachable or unfaulted life. Wow. Give all of your attention and energy directly toward what God calls us to. So the contrast of darkness and light, this is why it's important that Paul emphasized it for us to hang on to. He also talks in verse 17 about do not be foolish. Oop, I skipped over verse 16. Did anyone notice? Oh, nobody noticed. Oh my goodness. Verse 16. Why are we to be wise? So that we make the most of every opportunity. Making the most of every opportunity. Paul's reminding us, don't waste the time that you have. But make most of what the days and the hours that God has given you. Don't be caught up in unspiritual unfruitfulness. Make a difference with your life by the Spirit being in you. Then we come to verse 17. Do not be foolish, but understand and get a full grasp on what God's will is. He's actually pointing out to us, do not be ignorant, egotistical, unbelieving. Don't think like, I got this life figured out. I can do this on my own. No, he's actually saying, stop and give careful attention. Because you actually can't live this life on your own. You need my spirit in you to empower you to live out the life that I've called you to. That's why Paul just keeps re-emphasizing and repeating this message so that we will get it and it will sink deep down. And he says, do not be foolish, but understand what God's will is. Do you know what God's will is? <laughs> 
Have you read in, in Scripture when God says, here's, here's what my will is for you? Well, I'm going to touch on God's will in verse, verse 20. We're going to get to it. But what we need to know in these verses is what God's will is not about. It's not about being foolish. It's not about being selfish or being greedy. We're going to find out more about what God's will is in verse 20. But come to verse 18. Be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Have you ever heard this verse used as a one-off verse to talk about whether it's okay to consume alcohol? Many times people pull it out and see, and see, the Bible talks about wine and it must be okay. And As we look at the context, though, Paul hasn't been talking about eating and drinking at all. He's been talking about what empowers and fuels our life. So it would seem a little bit out of context that, oh, the context now switches to, is wine good for you or not? (laughs) Paul is actually not talking about that. He's not even comparing the substance of wine to being equal to the, the person of the Holy Spirit. That's even a contrast there. They're not even comparable together. But he does say, he mentions this because he's pointing out that it was a pattern of that day and still could be a pattern of today, to use substances to try and deal with the reality or the feelings and emotions of what we're going through in life. He reveals a pattern that he says, do not do this, do not get drunk on wine, because it will lead to living out the patterns of darkness again in your life. That's why he's cautioning so clearly about, hey, take note of this. This is what's happening in the world, but it doesn't mean necessarily mean it's good for you. He said it actually will lead to debauchery, which, I don't know, that's not a word I use every day. Um, what does it mean? It means reckless indignation. It means it will lead to ruin. But when we grab a hold of something that's temporary, it's going to have temporary results. And the same issues and pain are going to be there when the temporary fades off. Paul is saying to us, don't do it. (laughs) I've seen it. I've been there. He says, don't run away in your moment of pain. He actually says, turn to the Holy Spirit. Turn to the Holy Spirit who's right there with you. And he has a solution. He has hope. He has eternal power that will get you through your situation. What a contrast between the two. With both situations, think about it, we're giving up control. But to one, we're giving it to a substance that takes us out of control. To the other, we're giving uh, over our control over to a person, the Holy Spirit, who brings us back under control. Can you see the difference between the two? The Holy Spirit is always in control. And what he wants to do is give you clarity of mind and thought again so he can empower you to walk through the challenges that you have in life. The difference is the Holy Spirit gives your mind capacity to think. The Spirit of God in you actually enhances your mind to its maximum capacity. It actually makes you think clearer. It gives you wisdom that you need to problem solve and figure out to get through your solution. And he's going to be there with you through the whole thing. 
Now, let me give you one more insight to this verse because it's so depth and full and there's so much to it. The idea of being filled with the Spirit. The, the, the intentional Greek interpretation of this, this word, a be filled, is, is actually something that means continuously be filled. I'm not an English uh, uh, expert. I, I didn't enjoy English so much through school. Uh, my marks reflected that. But later on, as I studied the Greek language, I so enjoyed learning about um, sentence structure. And and I see an English teacher in the room. Oh, forgive me for confessing that it wasn't my favorite. But but I loved studying English. And as you look at the structure of, of, or studying Greek, and as you look at the structure of the sentences, this sentence is an imperative direction, which means it's a command. Paul's saying, be filled with the Spirit. So when it's a command, we need to kind of sit up and take note of why is this so important? Why is it so life detrimental that we, we know that we are to be filled with the Spirit? And then the sentence is also in the present tense. So that means it's current and applicable right now. So it means go on being filled in the Spirit every day. It's not a once filling and you're done. Yes, the Holy Spirit comes when we receive Christ but as a constant walking in the Spirit and a being filled in the Spirit every day. And that, friends, excites me that it's not like, oh, okay, God saved me, now I just got to make it to heaven on my own. No. Paul's saying, live by the Spirit every day of your life. Be filled. Now let me go to the be real part. Verses 19 and 20 and 21. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, making music in your heart to the Lord, and always giving thanks to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, some of you who are not singers or don't want to be heard singing in public, you're troubled by this verse because you kind of think, well, how does this apply to me? Does this verse mean I need to go about greeting one another of, good morning, how is everybody doing today? Like, like, is that what the verse is telling me? I have to be so spiritual now that I sing my sentences to one another? Absolutely not. What's the context? Just like the previous verse, don't take it out of its context. What's he saying? He's saying, be filled with the Spirit. And when the Spirit is in you, he's going to lead your, even your language and words so that the messages that come out of your inner being where the Spirit is are going to be praiseworthy to God and praiseworthy and affirming of others. He's saying it's going to be like hymns and psalms and spiritual songs. Spiritual songs, the definition is they come from your inner being where the spirit connects with your soul, with your mind, will, and emotions. And what overflows out of you then is a message from God. So really then we're going to find ourselves saying positive and affirming and encouraging things to others. We're going to find ourselves building one another up because the the truth that is in us, the Spirit of God, is going to overflow in us. And remember the context that Paul's speaking in. He's saying even in your language, your jokes, don't let silly talk and senseless things come out of you. Only what's useful for building others up. This is why we want to be in tune with the Spirit in us so that what comes out of us builds each other up, encourages one another. There's enough putting down one another 
hurting people's feelings, joking that you think is going to be funny, but it actually it's at the expense of somebody else's feelings and heart. I had to face this in my own life, and I had to stop being sarcastic. Sarcasm, sarcasm found me somehow in life, and it began to be fun to play with. But then I started to see the hurtful results it had to the person I was speaking to. This is what the context of what Paul's getting at is. Let the truth and, and the love of God flow out of you and give thanks for everything. That verse is God's will for your life. I could say that because Paul said it to the church in Thessal- Thessalonica. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18. He said, be joyful. Pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you. That's God's will for you. You want to know what to do with your life? Following God's will is give thanks in every situation. Because you'll recognize, just like Jeff pointed out in worship, is we are called to worship and to give thanks. And when we do, the darkness fades away. The negativity fades away. The sarcasm fades away. Have you experienced that before? It's real, friends. It's real. I'm going to keep coming. <laughs> if you uh, didn't get what I'm talking about, go back and watch this service on demand and slow, mo- slow it down. But I want to get verse 21 in this morning and then get to some, how does this re- message relevant for us? Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. If you haven't yet, circle verse 21. Highlight it. Underline it. It's going to relate to the verses before it. It definitely is relating to where we're going in the next few weeks. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Jesus did this very thing. He respected the Father. And as he respected the Father, the life and the spirit of the Father lived through Jesus so he knew how to live every day. Um, If you're you're on KCF... uh, forward slash notes, you will see other scriptures that I put in there. Because there's examples of how Jesus lived by the Spirit to follow the Father. John has all kinds of verses that point this out. But Jesus was the first one to fully submit and humble himself, honor and respect God so completely that we begin to see the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus every day. Why were people drawn to Jesus Christ when he walked the earth? Because he was submitted to the Father, and the Father's Spirit was living and working through him. People were just drawn. Even the demons pointed out that he was the Son of God. Like, even demons saw the Spirit of the living God on Jesus Christ. That same Spirit is alive in you and I. Does that excite you? That excites me to know that life is possible here on earth. And this whole submission to the Father through the Son aspect is so key and important because many times we misinterpret it in our world. And we think it's about obedience and a command. And one gives the command and the other just has to obey and submit. And it's a subservient type of thing. Oh, look to the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There is a mutual submission of one another together that makes their relationship incredible that reveals how we are to live by the Spirit every day. Rebecca and I are going to take us into the rest of chapter 5 next week together. She's joining me and we're going to bring this teaching. So I'm looking forward to that. 
But here's my summary, and then let's make it relevant. Choose to be filled and empowered by the Spirit every day. Choose that, to walk as a child of light in the kingdom of light. Say no to the darkness and any hint of it coming your way. So how do we do this in relevant terms? (laughs) Just think about your life. Um, Okay, so where can the Spirit lead me? I've already hinted about our language. Invite the power of the Spirit into your language, into the words you use, the words you use with your spouse, the words you use with your kids, the words you use with a complete stranger, the words you use with somebody who you know disagrees with you, the words you use with somebody you know has different emotions about a hot topic in life. Invite the Spirit in to your language so that as you speak, you're uttering out, your words are not only helpful for the person, but they're actually praiseworthy to God. God's not embarrassed walking away like this saying, I don't know who that kid is. (laughs) God is saying, thank you for carrying my heart in your words. How else can you apply chapter 5? Think about it. Where else can the Spirit lead you? It could be in as you give up control to God. Instead of giving control to something that's temporary, that comes in a bottle or a liquid bottle, think about giving control to God who created you and choosing to live in light and see what he does with those areas that are so challenging to you. I talked last week briefly that one of the lies that consumed me was that I have to try and be funny so people will like and accept me. That was a lie I lived for for many, many years, all the way through high school, in my young adult years. I'm sorry to admit, still well into my maturing adult years. That I thought I had to be funny for people to like me. I brought my soul, my mind, will, and emotions to the Holy Spirit, and I said, this is not helpful to people. It's not helpful to me. Heal me. What's the truth, God, you say to me about this? And he said, Brian, I've created you to enjoy life and bring joy to others. I don't have to work to to be funny. (laughs) If God wants me to be funny, he's going to bring something out. My identity is not caught up in that. So I give control back over to God and say, God, I want to thrive in every area of life. I want to make the most of every opportunity. So I want your spirit living in me and through me. I, choose, I say no to darkness, and I choose to walk as a child of light today. Friends, I encourage you. You can choose to go with God every day, every minute of your day, every moment of your day, continuously being filled and empowered. As this message finishes, what I'm going to encourage you to do right now is just pause in kind of a prayerful moment, right where you are, right here in the room, right where you are at home, at work, in your car, and just invite the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Ask him, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to me out of Ephesians chapter 5 today? I'm listening. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We want to encourage you to let the Holy Spirit sink today's message into your heart, to let it transform you and bring new life. 
If you want to learn more about Koinonia, you can go to kcf.life to get connected. Thank you for being a part of our community. If today's message encouraged you, we would love for you to rate it and review it and share it with a friend. We love you. Let's continue to build God's kingdom together.